I'd like to uh, thank Alan for this morning. His words really spoke to me and I needed a bit of a boost myself this morning and um, what Alan shared uh, gave me an uplift. I don't mind admitting to that. Um, so thank you very much, my dear brother. And um, I've been blessed with bringing God's word to us today. And um, <clears throat> the last time... I was up here, we spoke about uh, Christ-likeness um, and we mentioned seven, or touched seven characteristics of Christ and, um, and I ended on saying um, that um, as we grow more and more like Christ, we begin to um, experience the fullness of the dynamics of the kingdom. And there are several dynamics of the kingdom. And, um, <clears throat> and today, we're looking at um, another characteristic of Jesus, but also the dynamics of the kingdom. And, um, but before we get on to that, there is one very important factor that we must realise, and that is how Jesus, in Matthew 22, 1-14, described the kingdom of God as a wedding, and the father as the one arranging a glorious marriage for his son, as we read in verse 2, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son, which was Jesus' final public message before he willingly went to the cross, which is why it needs our attention, and as it is the revelation of Jesus as our bridegroom and ourselves, as his cherished bride, in other words, an understanding of ourselves being in an, an intimate relationship with our Lord and King Jesus Christ. This revelation, which I hope will, we will all grab, should dispel any thoughts or doubts in each one of us, uh, of our minds, or just how much we are loved by our Heavenly Father. It is then and only then as we each fully understand how deeply and how thoroughly we are loved that we gain confidence in our prayers, confidence in our prayer life. And the use of the word understand, if you remember I touched on that some months back, it should serve as a reminder for us to stand under. If you reverse that word, understand, it's to stand under and uh, the protection of the umbrella of God's word, which is the only way we can position our hearts and our lives in such a way that this revelation of just how much we are loved by our Heavenly Father would truly captivate us and permeate throughout our thinking and attitude towards prayer. So now we'll move on to the characteristics uh, of prayer. So prayer in the scripture, this is very important, <clears throat> prayer in the scriptures preceded a miracle and praise the Lord it still does today. And would anyone care to share with us what a miracle is? Don't be shy. Alan? Mm 
Yeah. Good examples. Yeah. Any more takers what a miracle is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you deep in thought there, Mrs. Carroll. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Very good. Any more advances on any of those? Yeah, very good, very good. What? How do you describe a miracle? What is a miracle? Well, I'll put you out your misery. Right. Okay, I'll put you out your misery then. <laughs> All those answers are right. There's nothing wrong in the kingdom, so well done. Um, right, I've put here, uh, a miracle can be described as an extraordinary event that surprises us, but which is of no surprise to God. There. That's a good take on it, isn't it? Because he's in the business of miracles. So, Jesus shows us in the scriptures the way to live and the Holy Spirit came to teach us how to walk as Jesus walked in this world. And when we took, look, sorry, when we look at the life of Jesus, we see a man who prayed. Jesus sometimes spent the whole night in prayer to his heavenly Father and Jesus prayed before every miracle he performed. And why? Because Jesus knew that he could not achieve anything in his own strength. And why? Because Jesus came as a man. And like us, Jesus could not do anything in his own strength, which of course was part of God's plan. Jesus prayed in the Father's will. Jesus prayed before every miracle, before he walked on water, before he cast out demons, and before he healed the sick, etc., etc., and his disciples, who were witnesses to many amazing miracles, recognised that prayer and miracles were connected, so much so that they asked Jesus to teach them to pray, from which we get the line in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But sadly, as modern day disciples, we don't often pray until we are in need. In other words, we don't often use the power of prayer as Jesus' disciples did. But if we at Beacon want to see and experience the fullness of the dynamics of the kingdom, we do need to be like Jesus. We need to be like the early disciples who were a church of prayers. The church prayed and the prison doors were opened. We all know that piece of scripture. The church prayed and great numbers were added to the church daily. And we know that piece of scripture. And the prayers of modern day believers still to this day precede miracles we hear about from all around the world. So why not at Beacon? And to pick on Alan again, I've put here, and to resurrect the line that Alan used to use, why not here, why not now, why not us? Is that the right way round? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I got that right. Good memory. Uh, anyway, um, you need to start saying that again, my friend. Right, throughout the Gospels, it shows us how much Jesus valued prayer and how he made time for prayer 
no matter how busy a day he has had. Even after Jesus had ministered for long hours, preaching and healing the sick, Jesus still departed to a lonely place to pray, to commune with his heavenly Father, and more importantly, to be strengthened by his heavenly Father. And perhaps a lesson for each one of us there, perhaps. Also throughout the Gospels, it shows Jesus during his ministry here on earth, just how often Jesus spent long hours in prayer. Jesus emphasised the importance of prayer in his teachings and in his personal life. So if prayer was important to Jesus, how much more important should it be to us? And if Jesus prayed often, how much more must we also pray often? In other words, Jesus wants each one of us to look at prayer differently. It should be the core activity for Christians, something that is central to our way of life and is another characteristic of Jesus that we need to adopt. Adopt to experience the fullness of the dynamics of the kingdom and to adopt to live a deep and meaningful life that glorifies God and enables us to walk <coughs> in the fullness of the destiny with our God, partnering with him. And let us each think about that for a moment. How great is it that Beacon, you, me, each one of us, partnering with God, our creator God, creator of heaven and earth, partnering with God, that, that, that is awesome, isn't it? But that's what's available to each one of us, actually partnering with God, doing miracles through the power of prayer on his behalf, uh, tuning in with him. Yeah, I find that awesome, I, I really do. Um, but, and that is not a fallacy, that is a fact. We all know that from our Bibles. And we all, all know that from the testimonies we hear around the world. So that when we live a spirit-led life, we will experience the fullness of the dynamics of the kingdom. And why wait until we get to heaven to see the dynamics of the kingdom when we can experience heaven here on earth? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. However, there are certain steps to our partnering with God. Firstly, we need to constantly read or listen for the declarations of God in his word, of which there are some 200, allowing them to stir our hearts to believe it and to stand on God's every word. And there's several folk here, those that are, couldn't make it today, that have been doing that, standing on God's word and seeing miracles happen. Second, that we need to respond in obedience with prayer and or sometimes prayer and fasting as Jesus taught. And thirdly, we need to train ourselves to hear God's answers, his response by his receive, releasing what we have prayed for, which is what we term a miracle. That's what a miracle is. It's... Um, God releasing what we have prayed for equals a miracle. We, and I'm sure we would all like to witness, be witness to more miracles. And prayer is a characteristic of Jesus that all Christians need to develop. And we want to witness, well, we want to witness more miracles. And as we learn to pray, we will be able to confidently, just like Jesus, 
ask Father God for those miracles to happen. Releasing how much, realising how much we are each loved by God is our motivation for prayer, for ourselves and for others. And as we start to witness these miracles, our life will become an adventure. And as we develop our partnership with Father God, how exciting is that? Because an adventure, I think we all like adventures. John likes adventures. He keeps looking up different countries to go to. He loves adventures. <laughs> some scary, if you ask me, going by some of his photographs. Anyway, and who, and I've just said, and who doesn't like an adventure? And the word adventure is described as an unusual and exciting or daring experience. And it's what I believe we each became a Christian for. Anyway, the more we read and study God's word, the greater our desire will be to walk in his ways. And Jesus is our example of that. But we also have the Holy Spirit who comes along with us to teach us how to live and how to pray. This dedicated prayer life, which we can all adopt, is empowered by us having a thankful and joyous spirit, by rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and giving thanks in everything are good spiritual practices, as Paul teaches us. Our motivation, then, should be our desire to please our Heavenly Father in all ways of service and obedience. There will be times, however when we will find it difficult to pray and much less rejoice or even offer thanks as we've all experienced. However, it may be that the most important times to rejoice and to give thanks are when in fact the very times when we do not feel, um, well, when we do feel discouraged and hopeless. And we can't think of what to pray or how to pray. And why is this? Because it is then that the Holy Spirit comes into our rescue and gives us the courage to obey the one who first loved us. The Holy Spirit helps us to rejoice and pray with thanksgiving during the storms of life, as well as the good times. In fact, it is during the storms of life that our rejoicing becomes a spiritual force that gives us the strength to persevere and to rejoice no matter what. And it is often then that we see these miracles happen. So to summarise, what a privilege we have, having immediate access to partnering with Father God, to be able to adopt the characteristic of praying as Jesus prayed, speaking directly to his and our Heavenly Father, inviting Father God to perform a miracle, in the glorious name of Jesus, bringing glory to God. And to close, I'd like to share a piece of scripture with us all. John 5:19, with Jesus speaking, Truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. And we must take that on board. That was part of God's plan, so that we can be encouraged to do likewise. Now that statement I put here, now that statement might come as a bit of a shock to some, but part of God's plan when he introduced Jesus in the, into the world was for Jesus to be in human form, having to rely on his and our Heavenly Father for powers from upon high before performing miracles. 
And that's what we've got to do if, only if, we at Beacon want to experience the fullness of the dynamics of the kingdom. And I'll end on sharing this piece of scripture, very encouraging piece of scripture, Mark 5, 21, 43, which is, oh, and I've put here, which is one of my favourite pieces of scripture. Verse 536 reads, uh, with Jesus speaking again, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. So, thank you very much once again for your time. Bless you all. There's more sweet blood here, though.